வணக்கம் நேர்களே இந்த பதிவில் நம்ம பேச போகிறது வடநாட்டு ஜாதிய கட்டமைப்பின் இன்றைய நிலை கள நிலவரம் என்ன அப்படிங்கிறத நம்ம பேச போகிறோம் என்ன இதில் குறிப்பாக பார்க்குறோம்னா இன்றைக்கி தேதியில் வடநாட்டில் ஜாதிய கட்டமைப்புங்கிறது எப்படி இருக்குது எந்த அளவுக்கு உயிரோடு இருக்குது எப்படி செயல்படுது அது மக்களை எப்படி பாதிக்குது அப்படிங்கிறது இதுக்கு ஒரு குறிப்பிட்ட தனிநபருடைய ஒரு அனுபவத்திலிருந்து அவருடைய பார்வையில் இந்த தலைப்பை நம்ம பார்க்க போகிறோம் யார் அது அப்படின்னா ட்விட்டரில் வந்து ஒரு இப்போ பட்டப்படிப்பு சட்ட கல்லூரியில் டெல்லி யூனிவர்சிட்டியில் சட்ட படித்து முடிச்சிட்டார் பட்டதாரி படித்து முடிச்சுட்டு இப்போ ஒரு வழக்கறிஞர் ஆகணும் அப்போ ஒரு வழக்கறிஞர்கள் நடத்துகிற அந்த ஒரு லா ஃபார்ம்னு சொல்லுவாங்களோ அந்த நிறுவனத்தில் போய் இவர் சேர்றதுக்கு போயிருக்காரு அந்த அங்கே போகும்போது இவர் வந்து ஜாதி வேற்றுமையை எப்படி சந்தித்தார் அப்படிங்கிறத ஒரு ட்விட்டரில் வந்து ஒரு பதிவாக போட்டிருந்தார் அப்போ அது பார்க்க படிக்கிறதுக்கு வந்து ரொம்ப உருக்கமாக இருந்தாலும் ஒரு முதல் தலைமுறை பட்டதாரி சட்டம் படிச்சுட்டு இப்போ தான் வழக்கறிஞர் ஆகணும் இது இத்தனைக்கும் அவருடைய நண்பர் இந்த இடத்துக்கு போய் இந்த நிறுவனத்தில் இன்டர்னாக அவங்க எடுத்துக்குவாங்க அப்படின்னு சொல்லி தான் அவர் ஏற்பாடு பண்ணி அனுப்புகிறாரு அப்படி போயே வந்து அங்கே இன்டர்வியூங்கிற பேரில் நேரடியாக இவர் ஊர் என்ன பூர்வீகம் என்ன உங்கள் அப்பா பேர் என்ன உனோட லாஸ்ட் நேம் என்ன இப்படிலாம் கேட்டு கடைசியாக இவர் சொன்னதில் அவங்களுக்கு நம்பிக்கை வரலன்னா உன் ஜாதி என்னன்னு நேரடியாக கேட்டுட்டு இவர் பட்டியல் சமுதாயத்தை சார்ந்தவர் அப்படின்னு சொன்னதுமே இங்கே எங்களுக்கு இன்டர்ன் தேவை இல்லை அப்படின்னு சொல்லி இவர் அனுப்பிட்டாங்க அதை இவர் வந்து இவர் நண்பர்கிட்ட சொல்ல அவன் வந்து எல்லா இடத்துலையும் இது கேட்குறது நார்மல் தானே அப்படின்னதுக்கு ஏ உனக்கு வேணால் நார்மலாக இருக்கலாம்டா எனக்கு இது நார்மல் இல்லைடா அப்படின்னு இவர் சொல்லி இவருடைய ஆதங்கத்தை சமூக வலைதளத்தில் பதிவு செஞ்சுருந்தார் அப்போ அப்படி பாதிக்கப்பட்டவர் ஒருவருடைய பார்வையில் நம்ம இதை வந்து புரிஞ்சுக்கணும் அப்படிங்கிறதுக்காக அவர் அணுகினேன் அவர் வந்து ஒத்துக்கிட்டார் ஒத்துக்கிட்டு நம்மளோட பேச அவர் பேர் சவுரப் ராய் இவர் வந்து ஹரியானா மாநிலத்தை சார்ந்தவர் டெல்லி யூனிவர்சிட்டியில் சட்டம் படிச்சுட்டு இப்போ சட்டம் படித்து முடிச்சுட்டார் முதல் தலைமுறை பட்டதாரி இவர் பட்டியல் சமுதாயத்தை அதாவது வடநாட்டு அந்த ஜாதிய கட்டமைப்பில் சமார் அப்படிங்கிற அந்த ஒரு ஜாதிய அடையாளத்தை கொண்டவர் இவர் இவருடைய அனுபவம் என்ன இவர் பார்வையில் வடநாட்டில் இருக்கும் ஜாதிய கட்டமைப்பு என்ன அது எப்படி செயல்படுகுது இந்த ஜாதிய கட்டமைப்பு சமூகத்தை எப்படி பாதிக்குது அடிப்படையில் இந்த பிரச்சனைக்கு காரணம் என்ன அதற்கு தீர்வு எதுவாக இருக்கும் இவர் எப்படி செயல்படுறார் இன்றைக்கி தேதியில் வடநாட்டில் இந்த ஜாதியை வச்சுக்கிட்டு தானே அவங்க வாழுகிறாங்க அந்த மக்களுடைய வாழ்வியல் எப்படி இருக்குது அப்படிங்கிற தெரிஞ்சுக்கிறதுக்கு வாங்க நம்ம திரு சவுரப் ராய் அவர்களோட பேசுவோம் தேங்க்ஸ் சவுரப் ஃபார் டேக்கிங் டைம் டு ஜாயின் அஸ் ஆன் திஸ் ஷோ யூனோ பிஃபோர் வி கெட் இன் டு த கொஸ்டின்ஸ் எஸ் ப்ரீஃப் இன்ட்ரோடக்ஷன் அண்ட் இன்சைட் ஃப்ரம் யுவர் ஹேண்ட் Saurabh Rai and I am finally here, not finally here, now I am passed out from the university law faculty especially and my institute name is uh, Law Center 2. So when I am the first generation uh, law student from my uh, family and especially who is studying in the Delhi University and in the North Campus because it is the hub of the election and everyone wants to take admission there. So, I want to tell about the perspective of a Dali student. When a Dali student went to these prestigious universities on the basis of reservation especially. So, but we have observed that there was something, uh, you know, a demarcated line that you people 
because we the general people the general category students have that prejudice that they have written rc it they do not have the merit and uh, the first incident uh, i recall because my batch was unfortunately batch of the covid our classes went online in uh, in in first three semesters so the first incident was i recall that then there was a boy from a brahmin community and uh, he starts speaking about reservation that you have eaten our seeds and all these things so it was because nobody is saying nobody is talking talking about it especially from our community from the dalit community and so i have read dr ambedkar periyar and uh, our these leaders sab kashiram and all these uh, leaders so i have that uh, scenario i have that knowledge that it is going to affect my students it is going to affect our students because our students feel that they will be in trouble if they speak in the front of the students and especially the right wingers in our college are much more active uh, right now so i raised an objection because i have said i haven't said that uh, why are you saying like this i said because uh, he said that i am a board brahmin then it was i have learned that there are different castes in the brahmin also then i said that oh you are a board brahmin then he said yes we are the superior one then i said that okay then you are the superior one and there was an uh, another boy in the group also who was also talking about reservation who was a bumiyar brahmin so i said that okay first of all you should decide amongst yourself that who is the superior because bumiyar is saying that i am the superior and board brahmin is saying that i am the superior then i said that first of all you should decide that who is the superior then i will come on to the topic of reservation so they started fighting amongst themselves so we have to tackle them accordingly we have to we i don't think so that we need to say that uh, why you are saying about reservation we have to first talk about their supremacy that you should decide that who is the superior you think that we are the we are inferior than you then you should first decide that who is superior from your side then the then what happened that they said that they said that uh, it is uh, uh, nothing to you know nothing to be decided then he said he, they started talking about ews reservation at at that time then i said that if you are talking about ews reservation the cap is 8 lakh something and if i want to take a scholarship then i have to show that my annual income is 2.5 lakh because there was an issue in the college that we have to get get scholarship of 4500 per month so i said that why it is so who are saying that ews that people who is earning a student who is earning 8 lakh per annum is poor then why a scst student family earning 2.5 lakh above than 2.5 lakh is not poor they should also get the benefit of that scholarship then they said that it is the rule of the ugc then i said 
that it is not the rule of UGC. It is the casteism which is practiced by the UGC. It is practiced by the university. You can take it normally, but it is not normal at all. So the uh, my CR, she was a girl from OBC community. And then she texted that you should stop that fight, and she restricted the restricted the WhatsApp group of my class. So it was the first incident. Then it was somewhere shocking also that. Uh, my because nobody from our community from especially Bhujan community have revolted against there against them i was only the person who was saying that why it is so so i felt that it is not a normal thing that our students are uh, you know being quiet at that time and uh, being quiet at that time and somewhere i also Feel, uh, understand the reason that they belong to that particular family and they have that different upbringings. So it was the first incident in the university I just shared with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, now, uh, th th thanks for that. And I, I do agree, uh, you know, a, a lot of these problems persist largely because the counter argument never materialized. And uh, people who had the opportunity to speak just chose not to speak for various reasons that they might alone know. But just because the counter voice never materialized, uh, you know, uh, the, the argument that was put forward in the first place was just assumed to be correct. Uh, you know, uh, your logic of picking out uh, the definition of poor, comparing the uh, economic clause for the SEST people under reservation system and the EWS system that was recently introduced. That is uh, a classic example of that. Uh, now, uh, but, but, but I think the times are changing. This very conversation that we are having is also an example uh, of one such thing. But we need to develop this counter argument and place it in public domain, uh, not necessarily to uh, irritate or annoy or get back at someone, but to let our fellow citizens understand what the reality is. You know, even those two stakeholders whom you said, uh, uh, you know, uh, spoke about reservation and found, found you uh, guilty of taking away their seat and so on. Uh, you know, the way I see it, they are also victims of that sort of a propaganda. What they believe as true is not necessarily true. But then uh, their inability to differentiate the fact from propaganda is, uh, uh, you know, is doubling down. You know, it is not just in their thought. It is coming out in their words and deeds. And to, uh, to the extent of them uh, engaging in uh, caste-based hate crime, you know, be it actual full-on violence using a weapon or just discriminating or insulting fellow citizens in a work atmosphere uh, or in an educational institution, as you said. Now, uh, coming back to that particular activity, you know, where this caste bias, uh, you know, translates from thought into words and deeds. Can you briefly describe what you went through in your internship experience? Okay, so I went to the nearest thesis in Delhi. So what happened that uh, it was not an interview, it was a meeting with the uh, advocate from the reference of my friend. So. I went to him at around uh, 12 p.m. I think, 11 a.m. Sorry. 
so when i entered in the chamber there were uh, i think around 6 to 7 advocates sitting in sitting there and uh, the advocate under whom i have to do internship asked me about my name that what is your name then i said that my name is sorubhai then he says he said that okay you are sorubhai so you are from rai or from bengal or up bihar so you are from where then i said sir i am from sonipat haryana then he said okay you are from sonipat haryana but uh, then he replied then uh, he replied that uh, are you migrated or what from where does your father ancestry belongs to then i said that my native village is bhaswar in sonipat then he said okay it's uh, fine then he started uh, doing some work of around 15 to 20 minutes then he start again started and said that oh who are rise ki rai kon hote hain then i said that sir my original surname is not rai my original surname is badgujar and he says that okay then he again started his work then he again 15 to 20 minutes he says that who are badgujars they are gujars or not or who are they then i said sorry sir and he said that what is your caste then i said sir i belongs to chamar community who comes under the scheduled caste then he also felt some shock because his uh, you know behavior started changes his expression sorry his expressions started changes because all seven advocates who were sitting there i was the one who were very who was very well dressed than them and he even started pointing out my pen i was i was uh, having some two expensive pens which was gifted by me to me then he started that from where do you to you these pens belongs to ki aap kahan se lekar aaye ho then i said that they are gifted to me then okay then he said okay then he uh, started he said that see we do not no longer need an intern because then i said sir then i was also shocked that you do not need any intern then i somewhere also felt that like i know what was the reason the, my caste was the only reason because he he haven't asked about my that which is your favorite subject even he he even didn't ask about my college that from which institution do you belong then i said that okay that is the main problem that that is the main problem my caste became the major problem there because uh, most of the people everyone was you know somewhere getting uncomfortable by my words that what i have said that i probably said that it was not humiliated that i was not even feeling inferior in avoiding in telling my caste then i said that i belongs to the chamar community we come under the category of scheduled caste then uh, the meeting ended after that then then he said that we do not need an intern and the meeting ended 
that's all i went out to the office and my friend i called my friend then this that had happened so he said that uh, it is the normal question i said that it can be a normal question for you it is not a normal question for me asking about my caste asking about my uh, region asking about my father again 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 and again emphasizing on this point that from where do you belong from where your ancestry belongs then it is not a normal question at all for me because i am very well aware that how the people get to know about the caste and i said that uh, he is not going to teach me then that he is going to teach an upper caste so called upper caste student so called upper caste intern that was the incident and somewhere i felt that uh, it is not a i am not the first person which has which to which this this thing has had happened i was the first person i was the first student who spoke about it that it happened but nobody is going to share about it even my colleagues my batchmates who were scheduled cast told me texted me that this had happened with me as also but we were uh, feared that we were feared that you should not uh, that we have to get uh, you know it will take our opportunities and i said that you might be feared but i don't fear fear of it i should i fear i have uh, all the rights which a normal person which a general category person have that was the main issue my caste became the major issue there there so it all had had happened there mm-hmm. now now this event happened in a delhi based law firm is my understanding yeah. correct okay yeah okay now now what what do you say uh, uh, is about the same even here in the south except people are a bit more concerned the, the audacity with which the person asked uh, inquired about your ancestry and caste that is just outrageous in my view or even in comparison with what happens in south uh, but but the same caste feeling definitely exist i wouldn't generalize and say everyone has that but those who have it uh, uh, you know my personal experience is when i was interviewed by a brahmin who apparently was more keen on uh, recruiting a brahmin under him halfway through the interview he would pinch his uh left shoulder so they wear that uh, white thread yagyopavita uh and 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 yeah. down, around here that is like that yeah it's a video call and so he's like uh, you do this and then uh you, if you also do this then it's like oh i'm a brahmin and you also say i'm a brahmin and then <laughs> the smiles follow uh, or in some other cases they have acronyms uh and i i, I had witnessed two brahmans verifying each other that they are brahmans in that discussion uh, only thing they weren't aware that uh, uh, i have other brahman friends who have been open to me about those uh, acronyms that they use so this gaud brahmin that you mentioned so they have a gsb yeah. you know that sort of uh, identity they'll say gsb gsb and then they'll give each other a smile I, and it would seem like they are just confirming if they are from the same institute <laughs> yeah. but, but the institute they are referring to is the institution of caste uh so uh, so here while the feeling exists nobody would directly ask uh, that 
but there have been some instances like what you have uh, narrated but uh, my other question is did you go into the law firm with the knowledge that they, they were recruiting an intern there is an open position and that is why your friend had suggested you go there is that what happened actually uh, i would not like to say that uh, okay. nobody is going to say that i am a brilliant brilliant student but mm. i am a well qualified student in my class who is more much more you know above than in the knowledge that the students uh, in my class then my friend also know that he is very well qualified and you know all the things most of the things which an intern needed because uh, i have taught some students in my college and they are getting passed with good marks and my friend who was uh, an intern under him i also told him i also make him the make him studying for the examinations so he know my capability that i am very well capable of all these things then he said that uh, he suggested my name because i he he's my good friend then i said that i want to do an internship because i am i was preparing for the university so i think that uh, i should do two or three months internship for that so that i can understand the court procedure Mm-hmm. because which uh, the theory is not applicable in the court procedure mm-hmm. it needs practical knowledge then i said that let us do an internship then <laughs> this all had happened mm-hmm. so, so my qualifications yeah sorry oh uh, it's okay so, sorry to interrupt so i was about to confirm uh, you know so your friend believed in your capabilities and therefore yeah. he suggested your name for a discussion so you were sent in for a conversation for a potential recruitment but the person at the other end once he realized you come from a sest dalit community he kind of changed the conversation and he decided not to recruit you yeah of course even he he didn't ask about my qualifications mm-hmm. but then uh, in a normal interview they mm-hmm. asked about the from which college do you have mm-hmm. which is your favorite subject mm-hmm. why do you like this favorite subject he even asked about it mm-hmm. that which is your favorite subject from which institution mm-hmm. do you belong mm-hmm. uh, is, is, the, is, is this yeah. common uh, in, in that part of our country for people to directly ask the other person especially in such professional atmospheres or environments to directly ask the other See, person what caste you come from is it normal there no they directly do not ask that question mm-hmm. i have told you that he first uh, starting mm-hmm. by asking my surname because he knows that uh, which uh, surname is in which caste mm-hmm. then he got confused that why are not in the sony bataryana mm-hmm. and i also said that my ancestry belongs to the sony bataryana mm-hmm. then he then the doubt came uh, in his mind then he asked that rai who are rai rai ko no the then i said that my surname is not rai sir my surname is badgujar then he again got confused then badgujars mm-hmm. are you gujar or what then i said 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 that sorry sir what do you want to ask like that 
and he said that what is your cost directly he said that what is your cost then i replied that sir my cost is mr i belong to the smr community we come under the scheduled cost and the you know although i was very well aware of these things but somewhere we had that we got the the moment was very you know what we call it it was uh, very annoying like i get very humiliated at that time that mm-hmm. but he is asking man mm-hmm. he is a senior advocate yeah. he has a good experience mm-hmm. but he is asking although this things happened it is a very common thing but asking directly about cost is not a common thing mm-hmm. then that you straight straightly asked the question that what is your cost man mm-hmm. D- does so, that does that yeah. mean uh, the, you know uh, in and around delhi if someone is a dalit they have to cover up their dalit identity for the sake of survival is that the situation there is that the situation this is the situation in the legal profession that first of all there is only a single senior advocate in the supreme court till now in the history from the sc community if you go recently the data has came that only 3% of scheduled caste were uh, suggested by the collegium to elevate it as the high court judges mm-hmm. so what does it show this is a situation because you because our people are not economically you know stronger so our people our lawyers hide their identity to get uh, the high profile clients ஸ்டூடெண்ட் he get indulged with a general caste student who makes him to indulge in an internship this is the failure i think this is the failure of the whole community that you have a lot of lawyers you have the associations of lawyers but you are not coming in these universities to recruit the interns from our community babsaheb also said that educate agitate and organize what the lawyers are doing of our government they are not doing anything for the interns mm-hmm. that is the main problem mm-hmm. now uh, some months back uh, i got an opportunity to visit the delhi region specifically noida and uh, when i was in noida i realized uh, I, i noticed a place where we went and ate uh, one particular shop uh, it, the, it was a small restaurant uh, and uh, uh, at the very top of the name board it was written pandit ji ka dhaba and then below that the shop's name was also given i was completely uh, taken aback and surprised to see if you are uh, actually giving the name to that shop that restaurant uh, a certain name which i don't remember at this point why would you put pandit ji ka dhaba on top and then the name below then when i spoke with my friend i uh, I, i realized that uh, 
there are certain people who would not eat uh, if the food is cooked by someone else and for them yeah, when it says pandit ji ka daba then okay they only eat out of the hand of pandits uh, now I, I, and this is uh, you know outright one it is not civilized behavior two uh, in my view it is in violation of uh, pretty much every piece of the constitution that is against that caste structure but uh, it, it is just there right next to it there is another restaurant which is not necessarily run by a pandit because it just had the name it did not have any other caste indication on top now is this very normal there that is point 1 and i want you to help me understand this affinity towards caste and affinity towards god uh, how are these two connected in that part of our country see especially you have talked about noida i am talking about the north campus delhi delhi university mm-hmm. we have a famous canteen known as panditji ki canteen <laughs> <laughs> it, it is situated situated on the land of the university which is owned by the university you have put a board panditji ki canteen okay what is it show man you have put the board what panditji ki canteen you you will find panditji ki momos you will find a person known as sudama chai you will scan that scan that paytm uh, and you will get to know that he is a mishra <laughs> these all are you know these all are uh, interlinked mm-hmm. that the person who is giving them the authority might most probably he is also a brahmin because he will not give, give a permission to an uh, so called lower caste person so mm-hmm. this is the scenario in the north campus especially i have lived in the north campus this is the scenario you will find sharma ji ke momos sharma ji ke hot dogs you will find all these things there mm-hmm. so it is a very i i think that it is uh, not a common thing because you are putting board of your caste and su- suppose i i own a canteen and i and i put a board uh, chamar ji ki canteen ya <laughs> dalit canteen who will come into that canteen so they would boycott it of course they will boycott it okay. who is going to take that trees mm-hmm. no, 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 right. now what yeah. i am not able to understand is if uh, in a rural village where people are uneducated if they boycott the dalit canteen i can understand they are uneducated probably they are not fully aware of the reality and it is okay i can at least forgive them but educated people doing this in inside a city and urban landscape to me that is uh, 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 you know uh, uh, frankly unbelievable where they i was surprised at pandit ji ka dhaba in noida now i realize there is pandit ji ka canteen inside a university which ta- which teaches yeah. law <laughs> it's the main campus mm-hmm. you will find that canteen near to the gwar hall it is the hostel mm-hmm. and it is a very famous old canteen mm mm-hmm. you will find all these things even uh, on 14th of april when we have applied posters of bab sahib mm-hmm. in the famous library known as central library in the mm-hmm. north campus next day the posters were teared by the so called educated students okay so we they, they don't want ambedkar anywhere no they do not want ambedkar even we have uh, 
applied flags of jabin mm -hmm. in my college they the students thrown them next day we went and we have collected the those flags mm -hmm. and the fact is we can also file an file an fir under scac act mm -hmm. but who is going to take that risk yeah that is the main problem they won't, they won't take the, action somewhere the authorities are also supporting them mm -hmm. that's the main issue face mm -hmm. now now Uh, before we move on just a small uh, logistic prompt uh, because i'm using a free version of zoom uh, yeah, yeah. at 40 minutes it will automatically cut we will just have to re-log in into the same meeting okay just in case if okay. it cuts but i i i am waiting to hear from you in terms of uh, you know people accepting and liking this caste system and people accepting and liking their god you know how do you see that relation because to me uh, you know it is that fundamental uh, system of faith which has taught them the caste structure because there cannot be a hindu without a caste uh, so you know yeah, yeah. if someone is subscribing to that hindu sanatan dharma then they subscribe to the caste structure uh, and so on so uh, you know but has hasn't anyone spoken about this from a andhvishwas standpoint hey these are not reality this is not fact you can have you can believe in god from a sentimental standpoint but then you having a varna uh, vyavastha uh, in play in the society is uncivilized that has no scientific background and it is not true uh, you know any 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 power or any entity which promotes that sort of a varna vyavastha cannot be a god in the first place if there is a god it has to say all living creatures are equal Uh, you know a god cannot see two living creatures uh, you know one above the other and the very concept of humans uh, being one above the other uh, is just unacceptable but has anyone you know ignoring you know the ambedkar's periyar's fules and so on ignoring those leaders has anyone others from the mainstream politics spoken against this in that part of our country see i think uh, talking about god and caste at the same time is just like uh, separating the oil and water i have uh, asked a brahmin student who was so called also a friend of mine i asked him that uh, man what do you think about uh, that uh, you are monday so i asked him that what do you think about caste then he said i don't believe in caste system everyone is equal now and then i said i said that uh, i want to become a pandit of this uh, temple can you support me <laughs> then he he was shocked that what he is saying then i told that this is caste brother dr ambedkar also said that uh, in india especially the hindus even they are educated when the question of their caste arises that they have to support their caste they forget all the education they have earned so caste is something which cannot be go get away from the minds of the so called upper caste even the forward caste people also because in haryana the jats are very dominant so this is the main problem even you can you cannot say to them that you are not an upper caste mm -hmm. 
they will say they will say that we are upper caste then i said that you are forward then that you are forward caste people not you are an upper caste according to the varna system then they said that we don't believe in the varna system we are upper than we are upper we have decided that we are upper <laughs> the it is not that casteism is prevailed among them it is a brahmanism we have to differentiate the casteism and brahmanism a brahmin can also be a caste caste at a particular point of time and also can he be a liberal or anti casteist if an scst obc person become anti casteist then uh, the problem arises if he become casteist at, at a uh, particular time then again the problem arises mm-hmm. so the thing is especially in the university you will find a lot of people like it they will they will uh, be anti castes at a particular point of time they come to the ambedkar jayanti they also come to the camps of the rss hmm. what do you are what do you want to convey one time they are getting liberal and at the same time they are uh, they are becoming a casteist especially uh especially i will say that in the camps of rss or in the meetings of the so called right wingers party they become casteists and in front of us when they want our support they want to uh, they want to give a sympathy or empathy they uh, become liberal that oh it's wrong it's where casteism is very wrong it is against the spirit of the constitution and all these things they start saying but the reality is different mm-hmm. then you, uh, we can ask that same question that if you are going to marry then what will you choose are you going to marry a non brahmin girl then he will say no my parents will, will not allow this what is that i am not able to understand they, they are saying that uh, they will marry according to the permission of their father or their mother but they can get uh, into relationship with an asigar this is the main problem mm-hmm. also they can uh, they, they can uh, defend it by saying that it is my individual choice but it is not the thing it is the, the thing that is it is not his individual choice mm-hmm. the choice of marriage the decision of marriage although solely lies on him on the boy but he will say that uh, my father or mother will not allow this mm-hmm. the if you can not manage or you can not even ask permission for uh, for the marriage your father that i want to marry and no brahmin girl then what kind of liberal you are or what kind of anti caste is anti caste you are mm-hmm. this is the main thing in the mm-hmm. especially in the university campus mm-hmm. yeah now uh, you know uh, you, you did mention uh, presence of rss in the educational institution here in the south specifically in tamil nadu we are uh, noticing the rise of rss so to speak there have been many shakas that have been opened mm, uh, excuse me 
in in the school segment where school kids are being recruited into those shakas those daily shakas and they are being trained in the name of you know we will teach you to play the flute we will teach you life skills and so on only the boys not the girls uh here and then it almost always is run by one or a few of the teachers in those very schools and this activity has percolated even into the government schools now as a as a collective society the majority opinion here in tamil nadu we disagree with rss uh, we do not want our kids to be uh, you know in any connection with rss but the fact is there are people in tamil nadu who are officially members of rss and right now there are thousands of shakas running uh, which were uh, innocent school kids are part of now i want to understand what is the perception of uh, rss in that part of our country how how did you see rss say 10 15 years back and how has rss changed in terms of its form in that part of our country see it it depends on the political power that uh, mm-hmm. in current regime they are more powerful they are radical organizations like vhp or bajrangal even the shakas that you have mentioned are also organized in the university campus in the evenings so that is the main thing that you are allow allowing the shakas in the inside the campus of the university nearby the library library central library that students are studying at the same time and at the same time the shaka is being organized in the premises of the university so if you look at the 10 to 15 years uh, you have told you can see their power by uh, viewing this as watching this as that before 4 to 5 years or 7 years they there was uh, no rss shakha was organized in the campus but now you can uh, freely talk about radicalism they can freely talk about their agendas they can do anything they they want to do in the campus but if you want to celebrate the ambedkar jayanti then you will not get permission in the campus that you want to celebrate it if you want to celebrate uh, jayanti of saab panchiram you will not get the permission but they do not need permission of any kind this is the power of the rss especially in the educational institutions you can find their professors in the campus you can find their uh, men in the campus their rooms in the campus they call are, are these students yeah. of the university students of or employees yeah yeah they are uh, students of the university even most of them i know by face that they are the students of uh, low faculty but some students are from outside also who teach them they might be some they call them as prant mantri or i don't know but they was also uh, you know that post uh, in the mm-hmm. rss they give mm-hmm. them the title mm-hmm. so they are not from the campus but students are from the campus mm-hmm. so oh. you can you can see that thing in the campus and you can also realize that something is going wrong you, even you cannot speak in front of them Guard, uh, what what will they do of course there is a fear they will gather and might be there there might be a mob lynching also anything mm-hmm. can happen so inside the campus kind, it might be 
okay it might be mm-hmm. because uh, we have that fear most of the students have that fear that it can happen also if there are 15 to 20 or 25 students in the campus in the shop mm-hmm. then it can happen now if you are going to speak against them yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now yeah, yeah, uh, it is clear that uh, the entire nation is aware of what rss is and what are its activities and ambitions now uh, if someone uh, you know if people are being so openly being recruited and they are being part of rss and its activities won't their families feel bad about it what is the perception of their families would a, would a family in in your part of our country uh, uh, you know happily accept that their uh, son or daughter is part of uh, a bajrangdal vhp or rss and are they just happily allowing it actually it depends upon the caste that mm-hmm. from which caste do you belong if you are a brahmin then and you are going to the rss then there are much more possibilities that uh, if you are doing llm or phd in the law then there are much more possibilities that you are also going to become professor one day in the university because they are the they sit in the interview interview board Mm-hmm. So they happily send their children, but when an SCSC student went into uh, the shakas, so uh, so the thing is about the family that you have you are talking. Most of the SCSC family in the rural villages, especially in north, do not know about the RSA. That what is the RSA? As you have said that uh, in Tamil Nadu they. come they come to the school and they say that do you want to learn the flute do you learn the music these kind of it is a step by step process that first you give a flute and after that in the end you give a sword to them yeah yeah so this is the main thing our people do not understand this if you are a phd student or an llm student then and you know that uh, people are the uh, rss people are sitting in the interview board and for your personal benefit you will go ah. to the uh, shakar okay yeah mm, okay so so being part of rss comes with its own set of benefits and there are people who join rss for the sake of those benefits not necessarily for rss philosophies and ambitions yeah of course because as i have said it depends on the caste mm-hmm. you will not find a brahmin person fighting in uh, for uh, fighting against the muslims you will also you will always find the obcs or scst in that mode that, that that is where i want to understand see the, the yeah. very uh, founders and uh, the entire organization of rss is built operated and controlled by predominantly brahmins Uh, but rss members are uh, range uh, include brahmans and non brahmans but when it comes to violence be it violence against muslims or violence against dalits or women uh, you know it, it is almost always a non brahman uh, who's associated with rss who's doing that how do the is my assumption correct that it is the brahmin leadership which is convincing the non brahmin rss members to indulge in violence or is it just a misunderstanding of the non brahmin rss workers uh, that is resulting in violence how how, how come no brahmin uh, does the rioting you know the the gaurakshak gangs b- 
beating innocent muslims to death it is almost always the non brahman rss crowd how come the brahman rss crowd controls the things but non brahman is the one who commits the murder what is the link there the link i can see is uh, the upbringings see if i look at uh, especially the sc sc scst students then the luxury life they do not get in the rural area or they do not uh, you know uh, if uh, an obc or sc person going to meet a big person then he will be very fond of him that oh i met a big person i met as uh, for example i met ambani it is the daily work of a brahmin that he get indulges with them he talks to the professors regularly he talks to the judges he talks to the lawyers and one day when a brahmin says to an scst officer person that i wants to make you meet to the judge then he feels very proud and somewhere the brahmin boy will also say that you are my best friend that's why i am going to take along with me this is the main reason that feeling of uh, that inferiority that i haven't got the opportunity to meet a judge in my whole life and this brahmin person made gave uh, this opportunity to me this is the main thing i can see and observe in the campus because uh, as i have told that about the internship thing if our people come to the university scst obc organizations or organization come to the universities the former judges former professors or vcs come to the university and say that we are working for our children we are working working for you then why do the scst obc student go in the shakas what will be the need of it it is the failure of our community i think of the organizations that they do not meet to the students and uh, the especially the guidance program even the guidance program is not given by our lawyers and professors or we say the judges or former judges i yes ipscs so this is the main problem but uh, if we compare to the so called upper caste people they regularly arrange these things this is the main reason i think that our people went there and mm-hmm. they do violence also mm-hmm. so uh, 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 are you saying uh, dalits who are part of rss also indulge in violence i haven't seen that uh, i recognize an incident of babri masjid where uh, cobbler who is still working as a cobbler and at point uh, at that point of time he was also working as a cobbler as his life changed changed nothing has been changed but at that point of time a uh, worker who might be an upper caste his life of course he might be a big person or he might be somewhere on the government job mm-hmm. this is the main reason this difference uh, is not understood by our people oh okay so i i think our people are very emotional mm-hmm. i think i think i feel it that uh, if i say to any person to a brahmin person that i am your best friend then he will at uh, that point of time he will say that 
in his mind that oh he see some benefit in me but uh, but uh, our person say that oh he is my good friend that's why he is giving me this opportunity this is the main difference i think mm-hmm. i have observed in the campus mm-hmm. so so yeah. you, you, you are saying there is a popular opinion amongst the dalits that if they are not friends with the brahmans they will not go up or come up in life they might not get the best of the opportunities and for the sake of it uh, they literally tolerate a submissive relationship with a brahman just in the hopes that that brahman might open the doors for me is that the case actually it depends uh, person individual to individual Agreed. also Agreed. that how that how uh, a uh, person understand the caste system even mm-hmm. if you go to the uh, low colleges most of the our student do not uh, understand about the varna system or caste system that how it's function uh, but uh, barriers it causes to us this is the main i think reason i have observed in the campus that uh, our people feels that they should do friendship with the brahman because in my whole college life i have i haven't i talked to the brahman sister but i haven't uh, you know make any friend out from the brahman community this is the understand of understanding of the caste system this is a thing that why should i waste time on my brahman on my so called brahman friends i should spend that time on my education or on my community that i should avail my community mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. now now the, uh, the, the point that we haven't uh, touched yet in the previous question is this you know uh, let me take take uh, uh, in look at it from this angle the, the ongoing uh, conflict or violence in haryana uh you know you know al jazeera has even uh, taken notice of it and the videos are out in one such video we see these uh, hindutva propagandists uh, uh, probably the rss uh, uh, you know they are literally shouting in the speaker mulle ko kaatenge ram ram chillayenge uh, and they are just doing that and walking along the street in plain view technically that very a uh, statement violates the constitution it is a crime and uh, but never mind the crime uh, for you know who, who are they are, you know are they brahmans where which segment do they come from how do those people end up in that situation in the hindutva group where they are openly saying mulle ko kaatenge ram ram chillayenge where do they get it and you know where do they come from and how are they converted into those machines that they are operating us yeah actually it depends on the political power if you are provoking any particular community so the police is under the hand of a political party mm-hmm. see okay and the person who is giving slogans who is raising slogan words also from that political party so you can see this incident as compared to the 1984 six uh, riots in mm-hmm. delhi Mm-hmm. this uh, same thing was happened in the regime of congress also this th- same thing happened uh, in uh, babri masjid also because see i see it as a as from a different angle it is uh, not uh, hindu versus muslim most jab tak 
इंडिया में मुस्लिम्स है शेड्यूल कास्ट के ऊपर एट्रोसिटीज कम है अगर शेड्यूल का जिस दिन यहाँ से मुस्लिम्स चले जाएंगे उस दिन एट्रोसिटीज शेड्यूल कास्ट के ऊपर ज्यादा होंगी इट इज यू नो इट इज टू मेक दैट थिंग कि यू आर यू शुड इग्नोर द कास्ट इट इज ऑलवेज हिंदू वर्सेज मुस्लिम इट इज नेवर हिंदू वर्सेज मुस्लिम the people who are fighting from the muslim sides or from hindu sides are always uh, the dalit hindus or overseas hindus and uh, from the side of muslims it is always the pashmanda muslims or the dalit muslims the upper caste muslim is enjoying in their community and the upper caste hindu is enjoying in their community mm-hmm. even they marry their daughters with the muslims the muslims marry their daughter with the upper caste hindus this whole fight is to make this thing forget that there is no caste in the society there is no caste in the muslims there is no caste in the hindus because hindu and muslims uh, scst obc people are engaged in this conversation that it is always hindu versus muslim to do not make uh, this thing understand that it is not hindu versus muslim it is they are using us as a tools that scst obcs should file fight against the the pashmanda muslims or dalit muslims these are i say these are the brothers these are the ancestries brothers who have changed their religion mm-hmm. so i see this at uh, from a different angle that he, although he raised some slogans that ulle kaate jayenge ram ram chilayenge something like that but the thing is that who is fighting from the side of hindus by listening these uh, slogans it is always the scst city people the you will not find a single brahman carrying a sword mm-hmm. in the rights you will not find why is that so it is that's that thing i am telling you no? it is because that they are very sharp they are using us their to uh, their children are studying in the harvard universities it is because that they do not want that scst obcs should focus on their education should focus on their rights should focus on their children's rights should focus on their uh, children's education to make this thing thing forget the so called uh, hindutva forces or so called muslims forces encourage their uh, scst or pasmanda or dalit muslims to you know fight amongst each other this is the thing mm-hmm. we have okay. to understand it mm-hmm. yeah it, it is interesting that you point and you did clear my mind in that regard for the first time i am hearing uh you know one is clear that uh, while the brahmans control the hindutva propaganda they are not necessarily the ones who come to the street and pelt stones or go and fight using weapons and guns but it is the other obcs and scsts on either side of uh, uh, the conflict even if it has to be muslims it is interesting to note that those who have converted to islam from the obc or scst community they them and uh, the obcs and scsts within the hindu fold are the ones who are fighting against each other to me if i understand this correctly it almost 
is uh, a, a conflict that uh, you know from a brahmin standpoint it is a brahman versus non brahman uh, conflict where uh, the victims are clearly non brahmans uh, on either side both on the hindu side and the muslim side but my 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 question from that is for this whole, the community as a whole when i say community as a whole the society there isn't it obvious that the very presence of a muslim uh, you know who has converted to islam uh, you know uh, an evidence of this caste based discriminations jatigat bedbhav ke karan hi wo musliman bana matlab his forefather at some point decided i don't want this sanatan dharma and its uh, discriminatory policies i want to pick uh, a faith which treats me as equal and so i am converting to islam so the very presence of muslim is an indicator of the caste system that the brahmans have installed into our society uh, uh, and but doesn't that tell them that hey he is not someone who's far away or he's a foreigner he is one of our own he just didn't like the sanatan dharma and the varna vyavastha and so he moved to islam but he is from this land he is also our brother uh, doesn't that strike the people there in that part of our country yeah see uh, if we look at the muslims they some upper caste ashrafs i mean uh, they are ashrafs they belong to their ancestry from the mongol mm-hmm. prophet muhammad and some upper caste uh, find their ancestry from the ali so if we look at uh, the brahmins it is uh, you know the zahir uh, of brahmin brahmanism not brahmin brahmanism has gone into every religion if we look at the incident of baba saheb when he went to that uh, parsi's guest house they do not belong uh, they do not uh, uh, they do not uh, believe in that caste system but the zahir of brahmanism has went till there to the parsis also that they didn't allow babsab to give a room to hair that is a thing if we look at the christians we find that uh, dalits christian who converted into christianity are still living a segregated life than the than the brahmins was converted into christianity so this is the main thing we have to understand it is uh, we have to look that we have we find these brahmins in every community whether it is muslims whether it is christians whether it is parsis whether it is hindus and we find the dalits in every community so that's what i was saying that they are playing football with our people the football is our people that from uh, hinduism the brahmins kick the ball and from muslims the ashrafs kick the ball and from christians the i i am not able to recognize that what we call the converted christian brahmic christians who converted into into the christianity so uh, that Ro- 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 roman but, catholics rom not roman catholics at all the arundhati roy she was uh, converted in into that christianity i am not able to recall that mm-hmm. was she was a brahmin and uh, she i think it is nambutri christians i think i am not able to recall that sorry mm-hmm. 
but they are playing football uh, with our people we find brahmins in every in every religion and it is our people who sometime go to the christianity who sometime go to the islam who sometime go to the buddhism who sometime go to the hinduism it is our people always our people their children are settled their children are studying their children are marrying inter religion so it is our when we have that humne jo hai hinduism ka bhar apne kandhon par utha raha hai chahe wo whether it is hinduism whether it is islam whether it is christianity in the current scenario so they have bring a new debate that whether the scst uh, whether the dalit christians and the person the muslims should get status of scheduled caste that is the main thing that they are playing football with our people mm-hmm. yeah the, this is interesting now now uh you know the the same uh, perception is not is not necessarily prevalent here to to a large ex- extent yes now when it comes to uh, people who have converted to islam here at least in tamil nadu uh, you know they do not necessarily claim any ancestry with anyone foreign and you know they speak tamil natively and as it turns out while their choice of faith is islam they still use significantly their native language tamil uh, for praying in, in their religion now the adhan and the namaz they do learn urdu or arabic and they do perform that in urdu or arabic uh, but they also pray in uh, uh, their native language here in tamil and kerala tamil nadu and west bengal if i am not wrong are the states where uh, a good uh, portion of uh, muslims uh you know they not only use arabic or urdu for their worship practices but they also worship in their native language in addition to performing that in arabic for example here uh, uh in chennai uh, you know we used to live right next to a mosque the first thing that you would hear in the morning is tukatai vida tolhai melanadu means uh, Uh, namaz is uh, uh, more important than your sleep please come the adhan that they sound to call uh, the muslims to the mosque the very first thing that comes out of the speaker would be in tamil and then uh, uh, in arabic it could be interchanged but you will not see a situation where it is only in arabic or urdu or it is only in tamil so uh, so what that brings us to uh, is this point that we still hold on to our roots our actual roots in term of our native language but when i look at the north part of india and you know my knowledge being limited now there is avadi uh, you know there is marwari mewari uh, and there is kumauni gadwali uh, you know uh, punjabi there are so many such languages but uh, for many years the hindi hindu hindustan propaganda has literally taken over Uh, you know completely the north half of it it is now trying to take over the south but i am not sure they are fully successful about it i personally don't want them to be successful about it but uh, uh, you know this uh, i i know people who speak gadwali or kumauni natively but when i speak with them it's all al- hindi is the link language that we speak because i do not know kumauni or gadwali but when i ask them about their knowledge of their native language they say hum to ghar mein bhi hindi Yeah. so at what point did the people drop their native language and pick hindi 
and you know is that uh, a fundamental platform on which this uh, uh, hinduism has landed on our uh, shoulders eventually as a consequence see as you have you are talking about uh, the language for communication we need a common language mm -hmm. like you know tamil and i know hindi mm -hmm. but for communication we need english language yeah to better uh, for better understanding mm -hmm. so in terms of hindi or hindustan the term hindustan first of all given by uh, i think if i am correct in the book kitabul hind who was uh, written by the poet Poet. He was the poet in the court of Babur. Poet in the court of Babur. Uh, he came. He first, firstly he mentioned the term Hind. Then Babur called this whole region as the as a Hindustan because he was not able to speak Hindustan. So he says the river Sindhu to Hindu, the people who lives in the other part of. the river sindhu so it is it is that word point of time if we you look at the hindi language most of uh, if i uh, look at my region you will find that everyone can speak in hindi but you will find their local language mixed with the hindi language pure hindi cannot be even spoken by any professor of hindi understand that that term hindi be understand as a common man most of the people understand as a common man is like that uh, they are um, you know mix of uh, most of the language like punjabi haryana local languages rajasthani gadwali mm -hmm. up of the the uh, the language we spoke we call it as hindi is not hindi at all is the mix of all regional languages mm -hmm. who we who we speak mm -hmm. like uh, somewhere in uh, haryanvi or in punjabi some words are mixed with rajasthani mm -hmm. some uh, words are of sanskrit come in the english language nobody is talking if they the the term they wants to become became the become the make uh, india as a hindustan so they should start uh, by sanskrit why don't they talk about sanskrit that sanskrit should be taught by taught to everyone that is the main thing the why they again and again emphasizing on this point that they should speak hindi hindi must be imposed in in the every region even the mps or mlas of every party who demands the imposition of hindi i am sure i challenge them that if they can speak in pure hindi language a professor of hindi cannot speak speak in the pure hindi language like uh, the cm of yogya adityanath or cm of up yogya adityanath he speaks in the hindi language do we find any such minister of bjp or of any xyz party who talks about hindi position of hindi talks like him they never talks like him 
even in the dialect of uh, yogi adityanath he speaks of the mm-hmm. this is the main thing we have to understand it that that hindi is not a hindi is a language but in uh, but uh, the for communication which we use hindi is a mix of all languages mm-hmm. because if you look at uh, even in delhi some poor people uh, labor class people use some words of english like like uh, common words like problem example these are the words they use in common language mm-hmm. they will know they will not say that samasya ho gayi they will say problem ho gayi it's more than the main thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i i i i agree with you now now to the final question of this discussion despite the knowledge and clarity that rss bjp and their activities are causing more harm to this country and uh, you know the caste based violence is just growing how is that most people still end up going to the voting booth and still end up voting for bjp uh you know are, are they are they not aware that uh, they are supporting a, a party and organization a philosophy that will come back and eat their own family see i don't think that uh, rss and bjp agenda but i think that i much more focus is focus on this point on the term brahmanism mm-hmm. you will find brahmanism in congress also you will True. find brahmanism in in every party they play uh, the caste politics mm-hmm. so what does the, what is the ultimate of brahmanism to make an unequal society mm-hmm. to uh, to you know to who have uh, earned the equal rights or got the equal rights to make them unequal to go to the time of manus they want it is not rss or bjp or congress or xyz party it is always brahmanism versus constitutionalism that who bonds who were slaves who were a deprived section of the society says that we want constitution and the other to whom the constitution take their privileges like uh, in especially in tamil nadu the tamil nadu the cm announced that there will be reservation in the temples you will there is no, yeah it is brahmanism the brahmins of uh, the priests of the uh, temple are saying that they are not agreeing yeah they are they're still not allowing them yes. 50 50 pujaris so, have been appointed they are not allowed inside yeah. the garbhagraha so that, that's the point it is not rss bjp xyz party it is always brahmanism and constitutionalism mm-hmm. but the babu sir have told babu sir have told that uh, i have given all the rights i have abolished the untouchability i provided you right to equality i provided you each and every right so we are preventing the constitution Mm-hmm. they are saying that we will impose the law of manu we have to understand in the mm-hmm. current scenario our people focus on this point that it is the only the rss or bjp who wants to take away the constitution at the time of congress also the there was 
that emergency or the amendment of fundamental rights they have made that baba sahib said that if these rights are taken away then what will be the left in the constitution congress government also proposed the same thing and bjp is doing the same thing also mm-hmm. so this mind which the rahul gandhi or i was watching an interview of priyanka gandhi was saying that uh, we are kashmiri brahmins <laughs> what does it show they, yeah. what do you want to tell the country they, they don't want to drop so the you, concept of brahmanism anywhere that, that's what i am saying it is not uh, we cannot only blame the rss or bjp we have to blame most of the parties who have kept that uh, ideology of brahmanism in their mind that we have to Yeah. So it is interesting that you mentioned that you know irrespective of political parties be it BJP RSS or Congress deep down under these bra- political brand names what is causing harm to this country uh, and this nation society is brahmanism and uh, brahmanism cuts across political parties across political philosophies and even religions uh, in many instances where despite converting to other religions the concept of brahmanism and associated caste differences are carried into those faiths uh, as well so uh, you know it, it, you know this is where you actually agree with a lot of progressive uh, thinkers from uh, across the country uh, but more prominently uh, you know f- from what i am aware of uh, what we uh, strongly believe here in tamil nadu uh, you know so, you know deep down it is these caste differences the brahmanism uh that is causing all uh, the trouble so uh, now the solution you know is logically very simple to say you know if brahmanism is the problem just eradicate brahmanism now uh, if we were to eradicate brahmanism the question comes uh if people are still going to the temples controlled by the you know this brahmanical philosophy controlled by brahmans and still praying to the gods Uh, you know that the brahmans have taught this society uh, you know uh, you know the, the very idea of uh, dissolving or curing or uh, you know uh, exterminating brahmanism from this country is not going to happen because when you look at it from a religious standpoint the natives of this land the actual mool nivasis they had their own worship practices there were, there are so many gods i can tell you names like sodalai madan uh, veeranar kalleri muni uh you know iyanar these are names that i am not sure you would have heard of these are gods prayed to by tamils here in tamil nadu now very similarly across the country there are many gods that people pray to but then all of that has either the brahmanism has destroyed it or removed it from the culture or it has inculcated or integrated that into its fold and it has given it a new name for example there is a uh, character called murugan that tamils pray to apparently within the brahmanical system they say that is the subramanya or kartikeya now we don't know about it you know uh, you know uh, this theory that uh, uh, tamils follow dates much uh, you know predates the sanskrit literature but you know whatever brahmanism can destroy it as destroyed whatever it couldn't destroy it has taken up within its fold but given the current state of people so vehemently or adamantly being passionate about going to temples and praying to god you know can this concept or idea of brahmanism being the cause of the trouble even reach them and should they even agree to it 
how will brahmanism be uh, removed when everyone is just go every day practicing uh, their faith systems or their worship practices under the uh, control of brahmans yeah so uh, the solution is itself given by bab 7 annihilation of caste that uh, we have to abolish the source of brahmanism and the source of uh, brahmanism is uh, the shastras and vedas and all these uh, things but uh, in current scenario it is so much indulged in, in the society i don't think that it is possible to remove these things but uh, another solution is given by sai panchiram that uh, if you want to abolish brahmanism so brahmanism but it is protecting we have to uh, look at it it is protecting that you should not intercaste you should not do intercaste marriages you should not do intercaste dinings these are majorly two things that it is protecting so kanshiram saab says that uh, if you want to eradicate brahmanism then you should do intercaste marriage within the sc community or within the obc's communities that sc girl should be married to obc obc boy obc boy obc girl should be married to the sc girl and especially it is a clear fact that there is also so much differences of uh, superiority amongst the sub caste in the scheduled caste category especially if we look uh, in the north uh, northern region there is differences between uh, chamars and bangis the the bangis are those uh, who do manual spinning and the chamars are uh, their uh, profession was uh, the cobbler so the problem is they do not do intercaste marriages if you want to abolish it is also brahmanism that you are not doing intercaste marriages with the uh, the bangis girls or the uh, the chamars girls so brahmanism is protecting all these things even the chamars or the obcs obcs uh, do not eat food with the bangis that is it is protecting so why should the brahman eat uh, food uh, or share the food with the bangis when the obcs are practicing we have to look at uh, from this scenario that we do not want to go to the we do not want that we should go to the brahmans and say that marry your daughter with us when our people is not satisfied that their daughters should be married within their caste or within their sub caste mm-hmm. and you are going to the brahmins and saying that marry our daughter yeah. your daughter it, with us it's the same thing yeah it is the same thing then you are also practicing brahmanism mm-hmm. the roots of brahmanism is very you know uh, down it is very uh stop these roots are very strong so we have to cut these roots first of all we have to start from our families from the as an individual we should not go to the another person and say that hey brother marry that girl if you are going to marry with uh, intercaste marriage you are doing intercaste marriage within the scheduled caste community then somewhere it is also destroying the brahmanism 
it is a long process you cannot in one time say that mm-hmm. oh i have done babs uh, have also married uh, to savitri she was a brahmin so what has changed nothing has changed so we have to think of this uh, different perspective that we have to do intercaste marriage of course if there will be intercaste marriage then there will then uh, intercaste dining intercaste dining will also follow that is the thing brahminism mm-hmm. is protecting these two things only nothing more than that uh, of those two things one is uh, it, it is not allowing intercaste marriage what is the second thing can you repeat that please second thing second thing is intercaste dining intercaste dining, dining. okay okay yeah mm-hmm. that is the thing it is protecting but, but here's my question in modern times see there is a we go to school together we go to college together uh, and then there are different clubs and pubs and so on in we go, we work in the same offices where you know we have the same lunch time so uh, you know there are so many social environments which has which the modern life has created where we are forced to share the space with uh, our fellow humans uh, you know uh, so you can't say oh i am a brahman i won't eat with you inside an uh, office uh, such like that so don't you think the elements of uh, modernization has to some extent created the environment for inter dining at least suppose if uh, in in the school you are uh, just living around 5 to 6 hours but in the whole 18 hours you are living in your own caste society mm-hmm. in your in the family mm-hmm. it is the force of law that is forcing you to eat food with the scheduled caste or the lower caste people but what they are practicing at the home in their society it matters the most mm-hmm. in the school you can teach the part of equality but in the home or in the village they are practicing the same thing mm-hmm. that uh, we do not uh, go to the houses of scheduled caste we do not want that the scheduled caste boy should uh, sit on the on a horse in his marriage that is the thing so we have literacy and illiteracy concept in the country but what does it show the illiterates the phd professors are still practicing the same things which a uh, uneducated or illiterate brahmin practices what is the difference of the education mm-hmm. we have to look at it from a different pers- perspective mm-hmm. that it is the upbringing of the children mm-hmm. of the children which makes him that you should even these are the customs customs and norms and if they reach those customs then they have their uh, you know they have that fear that they should also be uh, outcasted or there might be a social boycott of his family or as an individual of him also by the whole society that is also the fear one thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. now it is interesting you bring uh into the concept of customs and how uh, social boycott is used as a means to 
ensure people follow these customs now that's where my next question comes you know at the individual level you you, you did mention you know pro- professors with phd's are practicing this uh, brahmanism so you know there is no impact of education on their behavior uh, you know their civility goes out the window but that affinity towards such caste based custom deep down is a strong religious affinity affinity towards the religion driving them to follow that custom kahi aisa hai kya ki wo as ye mante hain ki bhai kitab mein likha hai bhagwan ka shabd hai iske sath mat baitho to hum shastra ko manne wale hain to hum iske sath baith ke nahi khayenge so this belief is 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 deep down at individual level is the belief in god driving these individuals to hold on to these caste based customs what's your view see i think uh, that uh, you have mentioned that it is the religion which teaches them that it is the you know if uh, suppose if someone is someone believes in the constitution and the so called brahmins the brahmanist theory says that law of manu is their law they do not believe in the constitution mm-hmm. they believe because constitution have taken their privileges so they believe that our forefathers who fought to maintain this hierarchy or supremacy so it is also our duty that we should also preserve the same but the thing is ki ye constitution kahan se aa gaya we have to so by this theory by this theory they are saying that in the concept of god also because uh, if we look at the theory of varna system they say that brahman is born from the mouth of the brahma kshatriya is born from the shoulders of the brahma so uh, this and that so it is the brahmins who wants to maintain this theory but the shudras who have understood this concept that how it is possible that we have to serve our forefathers have served for the whole life and now the rule changes we got the education that, that is the point then at that point of time we were talking about hindi and sanskrit bab sahib also says that we have to read sanskrit also that sanskrit should be national language the intention behind that was that if we read the sanskrit then we can read the shastras or vedas we can uh, get to raise the awareness to get to know that what they mm-hmm. have written mm-hmm. because the rule says that a brahman should read and teach the vedas so somewhere a dalit learning or reading or teaching the vedas or shastras is also breaking the supremacy and the hierarchy of the brahmins that is the thing that was the intention behind the imposition of the sanskrit that we have to read the sanskrit because in many example uh, you get to know that uh, when baba saheb then the uh, the brahmins of uh, the law college where he taught uh, taught law they boycotted him they said that uh, you should not drink water from our pot and baba sai forcefully uh, drank water from that pot and says that i know the mantra from which 
you can purify this water again and he repeated that mantra that this is the mantra from which you can purify so this is the benefit of uh, learning sanskrit because by learning sanskrit he read those mantras he read all these things by which this is meant because most of the people uh, do not know the sanskrit language mm-hmm. that is the main thing It, mm-hmm. even uh, there is no uh, single concept of god in the vedas uh, shastra there are they say that there are 33 crore devi devtas so to read to know about 33 crore devi devtas we have to read the sanskrit and they do not want that we should read the sanskrit if we read the sanskrit then their uh, chapter will be closed that you have written the myths mm-hmm. you have written the story yeah people will start That's understanding the, the reality if they start reading the yeah. sanskrit literature Mm-hmm. that is a thing mm-hmm. interesting interesting now uh, th- yeah. this has been a very interesting discussion uh, saurabh and uh, uh, you know uh, we, we we have gone well past i think one and a half hours now but uh, you know thank you for taking time to discuss with me on this one uh, you know uh, it, it, you know uh, it is uh, sad that even in today's time uh, a law graduate has to Uh, uh you know stay away from certain employment opportunities or internship opportunities purely because of the caste identity that he did not choose in the first place none of us ever chose uh, our caste identity they were thrust on us and as a uh, as a consequence those identities are obstructing opportunities to this day and we are talking in 2023 uh you know well over seven decades after independence and this is the state in a democratic country which has a constitution in force uh but uh, you know we also are noticing that the constitution is being amended left right and center and the laws are being deactivated where they are not able to be fully repealed and so uh, you know as you said the law of the manu is trying to take control uh, of our constitution so uh, but but you did uh, very interestingly point at the party brand agnostic brahmanism being the baseline of the issues you know which is something uh, you know i think all uh, of us you know within india all indians have to get on board with that because that is you know only when we subscribe to a common definition of the problem and we acknowledge the problem as a problem any solution can come up so uh, you know i am absolutely sure uh, you know uh, our audience here learned a lot uh into how caste and its customs prevail in that part of our country uh you know some some you know some insights that you shared are completely new to us you know i am personally shocked that such a thing is even happening uh, uh in practice so what i noticed in noida is nothing uh, uh big there are much more bigger things in play than what i have observed in my uh, during my short stay in noida so uh, you know but we sincerely hope uh you know despite and you know also thank you to you for standing up to that line of questioning and being honest about your caste identity and you know you not uh, lying and uh, submitting yourself to that conversation for the sake of that internship that demonstrates that you you have demonstrated the highest levels of integrity and self respect which to me is a great example for our current and future generations this is the absolute must have 
you know to for any sustainable solution to be created you know we cannot pick up our identities and have a inferiority complex about it and you did the right thing despite uh, you know it being your friend who recommended you for that position you stood up to him and said hey asking this question might be normal to you it is not normal to me so you know we yeah. we are in a state where you know this very thing that yeah it is not normal to me is is a statement which uh, you know technically is a democratic right and that right is fading away right in front of our eyes so you know for, on behalf of uh, uh, you know uh, all of our uh, audience of this show you know thank you and we wish you the very best we sincerely hope you evolve into a lawyer who would uh, you know uh, speak in favor of the oppressed people across the country uh thanks for taking time to speak with me it was very interesting in talking to you and sharing the thoughts of south and the north and especially it was my first podcast and it well it worked very well and i think we have shared different views and aspects and uh, agreed on the same point that uh, the theory of primarism it is always the impact of primarism it is always the forces of primarism which creates inequality in the indian society so it was nice talking to you brother and uh, in future we will also meet if i come to the south or south or you come to the north and we should also surely we will meet one day absolutely absolutely so, absolutely thank same same thank you thanks for taking time to speak yeah. with me thank you jaybeam jaybeam